When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, another episode of Simply Amazing, uh, just me, Tim Ryder from the Apple, uh, Taryn is off uh, attending to family business, I believe his sister is graduating university this weekend, so congratulations to uh, Ms. Sharma, and uh, we'll have Taryn back later in the week. Um, guys, things are not going great for the New York Mets right now, I think that's uh, putting it lightly. Um you know, Panic City is is back, and and the Mets really have no one to blame right now but themselves. They're not playing well. The offense is in shambles. Uh, the the pitching personnel and performance on both ends of that spectrum are, are also in shambles. And uh, at this point, I mean, I think we were all heading into this past week with a little bit of at least. Uh, slightly encouraged that this would be a an easy not an easy route but a welcome road a smoother road for a Mets turnaround uh after uh you know just they haven't been playing well since that Saturday game in San Francisco and that's you know that was April 22nd it's been you know heading into Sunday they were 18 for 87 with runners in scoring position that's 207 batting average uh, on Sunday, I know they started the game decent, scored, put up some runs early, but, uh, you know, they left a ton of guys on base and that will come and get you. But I think the bigger issue that we at least saw on Sunday, uh, and of course another series loss this time at home to the, to the Rockies. And I wouldn't quite call them cellar dwellers, but they're probably not on their way, uh, on the upswing either, but. You know, the, the Mets really can't be losing three to the Tigers and two out of three to the Rockies and still consider themselves, you know, contenders. Um, something's got to give. Something's got to change. And, you know, I think everyone knew that, you know, on the bright side, this roster was put together going off of what it did last year, which was putting the ball in play, not striking out a bunch hitting with two strikes, which they improved on last year, and, and working counts, working counts, getting starters out of there and getting into bullpens. They really haven't checked any of those boxes this year, and that's – they really haven't done any of it. Even in their good spurts, it was, uh, you know, still – everyone looks a little anxious. Maybe – who knows? Maybe these expectations may have thrown a little – you know, thrown everybody – out of whack, and I guess you could look to Buck and be like, you know, this is the leadership that you were kind of counting on. Whether times are good or bad, you got a a, a seasoned manager at the end of the of the end of the bench, and and you know who should be be able to guide guys through. And even he looked kind of um, puzzled after the game on Sunday, and he was asked, you know, what's got to be done, and in so many words, play better, and he hit it on the nose, and you know they're. <sighs> 
you know, there have been bright spots. Um, look at what Francisco Lindor is doing. He's an extra base hit machine. <laughs> he's not getting a bunch of base hits, but, uh, you know, I, I don't even know what he's up to now. But, you know, his total bases is, is he's getting on base and he's getting, he's getting, whether it's doubles or home runs, he's doing his job in that department. And the base hits will come. That's not a problem. Uh, Jeff McNeil, who was, you know, he came into Sunday on a little 0 for 11 slide, broke out fine. He's going to be coming around, you know, had no issues there. Um, Pete Alonzo. <laughs> Pete Alonzo, I don't want to say Pete looks lost because, you know, this is what, a couple of weeks ago and Pete was one of the hottest hitters in, in baseball. But, you know, Pete's prone to peaks and valleys. He's always been a guy like this. And I think that pitchers are just attacking him. I think he got a little hungry, got a little um, a little jumpy going on the outside part of the plate. And guys are attacking him out there. I don't know if he's not seeing it well or he's just looking for that side of the plate. But, you know, maybe ease off that outside part of the plate for a little while. And, you know, of course, it's not that easy. But, you know, especially considering the Mets aren't much of a power threat ball club, when your one true power hitter is, well, well, yeah, let's call Pete your one true power hitter because right now Vogelback's not doing any much of anything on the power side. But if Pete's not doing it, you're you're struggling to get things done otherwise. And I think kind of, I think Francisco Lindor was kind of hitting at that on Saturday night. You know, guys trying to do too much. You know, going outside of their, themselves, and that's kind of something that this team did so well last year was everyone just kind of did their jobs. Nobody got too frazzled. Nobody got too amped, too high, too low. Just go out and do your job. Um, you know, you could look at the offense and look at underproduction and the, the current funk that they're stuck in. And yeah, you know, would bringing up Ronnie Mauricio and Mark Vientos give things a spark? Absolutely. Um, I think it's, you know, and, and I don't want to knock on Mark Canna, but even when they signed him, it wasn't like they were bringing him in to be some all-star caliber guy, and that's kind of what he gave you last year. But you look at his salary; he's not he, he wasn't brought he wasn't brought in to be a, a, a an everyday guy. He was always going to shift around. He was always going to be a left fielder, a DH, maybe get a day off, and that's how things were last year. And this year, he just hasn't been able to pick it up. And and the Mets just have to have capable depth to go ahead and shift in and, you know, Luis Guillorme, Luis Guillorme is in a little bit of a funk, but we all know his value. If he picks things up and he can move to second, you have Jeff McNeil is able to move into the corners and, you know, you make things work, but too many holes, man. And, and Starling Marte, we saw it with the end of last season when Marte got hurt and the dynamic that was lost with this team. Marte not doing much at, at, at bat this year. It's been kind of the same thing. It's been kind of the same, just, you know, stuck in quicksand almost. And things don't get started. And Brandon Nimmo can do all he can. And Jeff McNeil can do all he can. Look at what Brett Beatty's doing. Brett Beatty is, I believe he's up to like 286 on the year. He's looking extremely comfortable up there. You know, you have the pieces in place to really do some damage. I don't think anyone was counting on an entire team slumping at once. And I know that fans are, oh, it's, a, it's an old roster. It's a, you know, you should, you should have seen this coming. Not, you know, 
it's not like it was a small sample size last year. They won 101 games. They were a top five offense. All of that was for a reason. You had guys who were having really, really nice years. But you take a productive Marcana out of the equation. You take a productive Starling Marte out of the equation. Out of the equation. Daniel Vogelback, who gets on base and makes a base running blunder like he did on Sunday, but that's uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic for him. Um, he's been a pretty much an average base runner per stack per uh, excuse me fan graphs this year. You got to do little things. It's fundamentals. It's working at bats. We talked about it a little bit earlier, you know, and I, and they, they got to Strider the other night and I don't know, I think I thought it was the second inning. They really put a number on him, but um, they got to him early and he was able to settle back in. And, you know, you, you saw him coming out, I believe he was at 70 pitches through four or something like that. And he still got through six. So the Mets are just, they're at a point where inconsistency has been plaguing the offense guys, in ruts across the board. And uh, I think like Lindor said, it's guys putting too much on themselves to be the guy who takes the whole team out of it. Now, it's not going to be a whole team, one guy pulling everyone out. Maybe if someone goes on a, you know, a month-long tear, yeah, that's a guy you could say, okay, he put the team on his back and now everything's moving well. At this point, no, it's 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 got to be all or nothing. Everyone's got to pick up their game. Everyone's got to move things along, but... Again, that's just on the offense. Uh, we'll get into the uh, the pitching side, which it's a little more of a nuanced thing, but it really comes down to the uh, the same bottom line. Guys got to perform, simple and plain. All right, it's going to be a quick one today, so uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back. And we are back. So, uh, you guys are. Of course, very familiar with what the uh, with the struggles the Mets pitching staff has been going through. It's been uh, a struggle to keep guys healthy. Um, your your co aces are uh, are either really not in form yet, or rusty from a ten games a ten days ten games suspension. Excuse me, or in Justin Verlander's case, just coming back from injury. Um, in any case, the Mets need innings. From their starting pitchers, and they need they they can't be. I believe I have the numbers here because SNY put them up during the uh, during the post game. So after Sunday's loss, the Mets have their starters have four point nine innings per start, which is uh, right around bottom of the league. Their starting ERA as a group is five point three four, twenty fourth in baseball. One point five one WHIP, twenty seventh. 260 um, opposing batting average, which that's not good. Uh, 8.1 strikeouts per nine, which I guess there's the Jacob deGrom effect right there, huh? Hope he's doing okay, by the way. I know he's dealing with some elbow issues, and that's a a tough break, but hoping for the best. And 36 home runs allowed. So, uh, and again, up towards the uh, the end of the, uh, the bottom of the league there. So... You know, of course, you do need guys to perform, but you can also say things have been extremely thrown out of whack by all the injuries that have kind of stricken this this staff. I mean, look in the starters: Carlos Carrasco, Elizio Hernandez, uh, Jose Quintana. It, it's you know, losing Quintana was almost like a domino effect, and it kind of threw everything out of whack. And you knew there were going to be growing pains with Peterson and McGill, which, of course, we've seen Peterson's back down now. But in the bullpen, and again, a 
starters can't go six, you're putting strain on your bullpen. And it, can't, it doesn't have to be every night. There's going to be nights that your starters are out at three, but you can't be leaning on your bullpen for five innings a night. You just can't. It's not going to work for anybody. So, you know, the Mets went into the year with guys, of course, Diaz up at the back. You have Bryce Montastioka, Sam Coonrod, Brooks Raley, you know, guys who were supposed to fill in that middle gap in the bullpen. You have Robertson in there now. You have Adovino back. Robertson, Adovino, Diaz at the end. Drew Smith was showing some promise. Again, all things that were looking okay. But then, you know, before opening days even here, Coonrod's out. Diaz is out. Montes Dioka's out. Rayleigh went down this, this month, and he really hadn't been too great, and maybe he was dealing with something now, and now we know that now. But, <clears throat> excuse me. Carrasco hasn't been uh, much of a factor. Um, Quintana, of course, we'll, we'll hope to see him back at some point. But, you know, that's that's not a given. And, and you don't know where he's going to be when he comes back. So maybe this does fall on Billy Epler. I mean, he's had ample time now to not trot out replacement-level bullpen guys. And, you know, there have been spots when the Mets have gotten a lot out of uh, Jeff Brigham, out of um, Tommy Hunter's had a couple of really, really nice outings. Uh, uh, the other day, Steven Nagosik, Steven Nagosik's a little up and down, but mostly he looks like he can hang. There are guys who have shown promise, but you know, you can't be putting that much strain on such a whittled down group. That's just, it's too much vulnerability and it leaves the Mets in, in too deep, deep of a spot to, um, to ever think about surviving this. I think Epler's got to try and refill this bullpen and, you know, at this point, his leverage is shot. You know, of course, you're not going to go out and move a top flight guy for a bullpen piece, but, you know, you're going to be going out and shopping in a lot uh, costier, costlier environment than you would have been, you know, let's say in the leading up to the op- to opening day, first week of the season, just to kind of fill in those Coonrod, Diaz, and Montes de Oca spots, you know. There were options, and I'm sure there were internal options weighing out there. I'm sure there were guys that who could have been brought in, you know. And who knows? Dominic Leone might be a nice addition, but with the commitment that this team, this organization, has put into this roster, to go out there and start throwing out replacement level guys in games that you kind of have to win, just because of how slow and disappointing this start has been, it's not going to cut it. It's almost like um, putting lipstick on a pig. Uh, no. Actually, that would probably be just the opposite of what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> oh, darn. So if they're going to go out and spend all this money to make this team a World Series contender and, and, and breaking payroll records, why are they not doing all they can to shore up weak spots that have come along – as they always will in a 162-game season. That's just how it happens. But all the depth in the world, you're still going to have to pivot. You're still going to have to make things work. And right now, it doesn't appear that the Mets are trying to make things work from an organizational standpoint. You know, pitching-wise, yeah, you have a lot of guys out. You have to go fill some bullpen spots because what we have, what we have now is just not going to work. Oh, my goodness. Did he get that shot in? I'm sorry, guys. I'm watching Boston Philly, and I'm pretty sure Marcus Smart just hit a shot in overtime to win the game, 
and Wells Fargo just, the whole place went dead. Ah, I guess, no, maybe he didn't. Nope. They're saying it's no, okay, back to the game. That was no basket. Um, Sixers win. Good for them. Uh, where was I? Anyway, pitching staff, hopefully Verlander will be back, you know, sharp. Well, he looked all right in his first start, but he's got to be that the leader that the Mets brought him here to be. Uh, Scherzer, you know, no no question that he's probably the hardest, uh, as hard as anybody. Oh, yeah, no, he, sorry, Marcus Smart did not, wasn't even close to making that shot. Uh, Philly wins. <clears throat> so, yeah, the Mets have, have issues as far as performance. Going back to the offense before we log off, um, Ronnie Mauricio and Mark Vientos, and I think it's going to, they're going to be here, especially if the offense doesn't pick things up, but you're going to run into the same issues that Beatty did, not, of course, as much as maybe Alvarez, who's also starting to come around. He had a nice, <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed it. I put it up on Twitter. Um, probably like a 95-mile-an-hour exit velocity off the end of his bat, 27 degrees, so it's like pop-up. It was a, a pop-up area. Um, 200, his, his expected batting average on it was 200, and he hit it hard enough to hit it off the wall in left, I don't want to say left center, but like left field. Um, that's a very, very strong man. But, you know, you're seeing the confidence in Beatty. You're seeing the confidence in Alvarez. When Mauricio and Vientos get here, it's, again, we've said it before, it's going to be a process for them to get comfortable too. Now, while they're getting comfortable, the other, I guess, I, I would say the, the, the B side to that aspect of things, of getting their development this level straight, is hopefully sparking the guys who could be in jeopardy as far as their roster spots, maybe the Tommy Fams. I don't want to say Mark Canna's in jeopardy because he's too valuable of a guy, even if he's on the bench. But, you know, look at Luis Guillorme. Luis Guillorme, he has an option left. He could go back down. It's certainly possible that even with his versatility and his value as a fielder, and when he's right, he's a contact hitter, um, it's certainly possible he could be out here. Tomas Nito. You know, all of these guys who were integral to the Mets' success in well, last year and even in previous years in some cases, this is a chance for them to really feel the, um, the pressure of internal competition and hopefully raise their game up as well. I mean, you kind of have to hope for it. And in the Mets' case, they really have to hope for it because – you know, things have looked lifeless. Things have looked dull. Things have looked over before they start in some cases. And one, that's not what this team was built for. That's not what a Buck Showalter team does. Unless there's stuff going on behind closed doors that we don't know about. It's just not the um, it's not the attitude that we've come to, that we've grown accustomed to. And... For a team like this, with expectations like this, you know, you're professionals. Go out and live up to the expectations or, you know, you guys know me. I'm an optimistic fan and I'm not getting worked up over this, but this is about as disappointed 
I've been in this team in a really, really long time. And that's including losing in the wild card last year. Is coming out of the gate with so, so, with expectations so high, coming out so flat. That's, um, it's very disheartening. I think it's, you know, it's on the players to turn this around. It's on the front office and the organization to make sure they have the necessary parts and pieces ready to keep everything up to snuff when things go awry. It's up to Buck to keep everybody motivated. This is a group effort, and it's it's just there's so many is <laughs> so many boxes that need to be checked right now, and uh, you know plenty of time to check them all. But boy, you don't want to let this get much worse than it is right now because that's um yeah again disappointing would be the 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 name of the game right now. That's it's <clears throat> excuse me. It's pretty much just I guess where we're at. Uh, the Mets have an off day on Monday, much needed. <laughs> they are heading to Cincinnati. Um, you know, the Reds are not playing great, but they have some talented ball players. Uh, I don't even know if they're going to see Ashcraft, and if they are, that is a very, oh, they're going to see Hunter Green and Lodolo. So uh, those are two young studs. Hunter Green uh, throws gas. Hunter Green will strike out seven, eight. Easy. Uh, Nick Lodolo's been having some command issues, but um, really, really like just high pedigree left-hander. Um, something to look at. And, oh boy, who's going on on Tuesday? Sorry for the delay here. I had those two guys written down. It's Luke Weaver. Luke Weaver's only 29. That's actually hard to believe, but uh, having a tough year. ERA pushing eight. Um, really not having a not having a good time. So, you know, if that's what it takes for the Mets to wake up. But, you know, you look at who was it today? Uh, I guess Gomber's been all right. But even look what look at what the uh, what the Mets did today against. Um, oh, geez. What's his name? Feltner. Just, you know, uh, guy comes in struggling. Guy opens the game struggling. And, and the Mets just, you know. They put a pounder on him, but they're still up there anxious. They're not working counts. They're not. They're just hacking. Even Brandon Nimmo, who's the most patient of hitters, he really hasn't been walking much. He walked late in the game on uh, Sunday and um, off for naught. So I'm just rambling at this point. Um, again, very disappointed. The vibes, as opposed to uh, Immaculate, are, are are rancid right now. So, in the most uh, encouraging and optimistic way possible, let's fucking go, Mets. Uh, looking forward to coming back on Friday, hopefully with a series win to talk about. But even that right now is up in the air. So, we'll see you guys next time. Um, you know where to check us out. Subscribe, all that fun stuff. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.